All right, let's, uh, let's pray to get started. God, tonight, may it be uh, about you. May we see the importance of, of growing in our faith and, and stretching ourselves to try new things and, and maybe pursue you in a, in a different way that we have before. I pray tonight we, we examine our hearts and our lives to see where we can grow, what we can do. And we don't just stop there, but we actually put it into practice and, and live differently and walk differently than um, when we came in. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so tonight is week two of our stretch uh, series. And so uh, this month, it's, I'm inviting you guys to stretch. And so I'm going to ask, I want to see, who, who of you thinks that you are the most stretchiest person here? Is anybody flexible? Not me. You? Kaylee, can, think so? All right, so here, I want to see, who, who all can, like, stand up and touch your toes? Like, like, like I want, like, show us that you can do this. Logan, to show off. You can just stay, you can just stay where you are. And if, Okay, you can't, no, you can't do it. Oh, come on. Man. Okay. You got it? I can't do it. What did you say, Joe? That's what I was doing last week. I guess I can touch my toes too. All right. Can anybody, can anybody lick their elbow? Leah can't because she's weird. Addy, can you lick your elbow? Let me see. Okay. Anybody else? Want one try? Okay. Can anybody just raise like one eyebrow, looking like the Rock? Kind of, yeah, kind of. Look like the Rock a little bit. No, you're just scowling everybody. Can anybody, anybody just raise one eyebrow? Anybody? Let me see it. Okay, it's not too bad. Not quite like the rocks where it's like way up there like that. I can't do that either. Can anybody, can anybody wiggle their ears without like your fingers? Can you? Let me see. Come on. Do it. Okay, I like it. That's pretty good. It's impressive. Anybody else? Can anybody else wiggle their ears? Has anybody ever tried and maybe learned and realized that you could? Can anybody touch your tongue to your nose? Kaylee's like picking her nose over here. <clears throat> I love Kaylee. Like, if I get my head back farther, I might be able to get it. That's gross. All right. Um, some of you guys can maybe do some flexible things. I cannot. As I did say last week, I can't bend over. Um, we're never going to be, no matter how flexible you are, you may not be as stretchy as this. Adults, who is this? Stretch Armstrong. It's a toy from back in the day. He stretched. That's what he did. That's the kind of, kind of toys. He's stretchy. He doesn't have knees. Or you're never going to be as flexible or stretchy as this person here. Huh? Yeah. 
Well, I didn't say it's just too stretchy. Okay, Flexible. He's just as stretchy and he's stronger. Okay. But we can learn a lot about faith <clears throat> from the way God designed our bodies. And just like your muscles, if you want a faith that is strong, a faith that is growing and capable of carrying you through the difficult challenges that will come up in life, you're going to need to stretch your faith. And if all you can do right now is, is, you know, metaphorically reach to your knees with your faith, um, I want to encourage you, if you ever think, want to like stretch to your toes with your faith, you need to start a, a new habit. You know, um, it may not feel like a lot, but it's going to make a difference in the long run. Uh, but when it comes to, our, you know, if you, if you know, some of you guys were not very good at stretching, um, like I said, I told you guys last week, I can't bend over and touch my toes to save my life. Unless, even some, if someone jumped on my back, I probably still couldn't do it. I'd probably cry and fall down first. I mean, like I told you guys last week, you, you know, committing to stretch, hopefully I'll get a little bit better before the end of the month. But when it comes to our faith, that same thing is true. God doesn't ask us to have superhuman flexibility from the very beginning of our walk with Him. God just asks us to keep stretching a little bit more every day, just a little bit. And trust that that transformation, that change is going to happen. And last week we said the first step in stretching our faith is uh, making commitment and, and sticking to it. Today we're going to see a second way that we can stretch our faith uh, and God help us to grow. So we talked about, who did, who did we talk about last week? What was the main guy? Who, who was the main guy? Paul. It's okay if you guys answer out loud. It's actually encouraged, even. Paul, if you think it's... You can, you can come in, Caitlin. We're just going to make a big show about it. And just everybody, everybody look at Caitlin as she walks in. Everybody watch her. All right. And so if you think it's amazing to see physical transformation take place, uh, like before and after photos of bodybuilders who are working out, um, you're going to love the story of Paul. Of course, he wasn't a bodybuilder. Uh, at least I don't, I don't think he was. But his before and after transformation was pretty amazing. Before uh, Paul met Jesus, he was one of the biggest enemies of the early followers of Jesus. And he attacked and he imprisoned and even killed these followers. But after Paul met Jesus, he became one of the most influential leaders uh, in the early church. So if you remember from last week, Paul wrote a letter to the Christians in the city of Rome. It's what we call the Book of Romans. Um, I forgot to tell you, I do have in the in the Bible app. I do have the notes for tonight, um, so if you want to pull those out. Um, but he wrote a letter to, to the church in Rome. It's what we call the Book of Romans, um, and in it, Paul wrote about how we find salvation through Jesus and how God's salvation impacts not just our eternities but our everyday lives as well. And so, uh, look at Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. If you guys don't remember how to get to the, uh, this certain part, remember it's in the, the little more tab and then the events. And it should be under fan. And is it there? Okay. So it should be there. All right. Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, I, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable 
and perfect. So here's the thing. Transformation, that's the goal. Transformation is the goal. And Paul said following Jesus isn't just a prayer that we pray once and then we kind of forget about it. Following Jesus is about being totally transformed and being different. So as followers of Jesus, Paul said we shouldn't look or act like everybody else because God should be transforming us from the inside out. We should look differently than our friends who don't claim to be Christians. So let me ask you that real quick. Don't answer it. Just think about it. If you are, if, if you're claiming to be a follower of Christ and you have friends that are not Christians, is your life different than theirs? You know, only God can transform us, but there are some things that we can do to make it a little easier for God's transformation to take place. When I was in junior high, I wanted to memorize uh, Scripture more. So that was a habit I didn't really do a whole lot of, minus like Bible drill. Um, I did that because my parents made me go to Bible drill. Um, so I would memorize Scripture that way, but I wanted to memorize something that I chose kind of to pick. Um, it's kind of like anybody, anybody ever read, a, like you had to read for school and you hated it and you picked up a book that you were interested in and you enjoyed reading a little bit more? That's kind of like what this was with Scripture. With this, I wanted to memorize something that, that I, I enjoyed, and that I didn't enjoy God's Word, you know what I mean, but I had, like Book of John was always my favorite book. Um, and so I decided to, to memorize um, like the first 18 verses of John chapter 1. Um, so eventually I, I started out with, in the, in, you know, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word is with God, and the Word was God. So I started out with John 1.1. 1, 1. And I you know, read it, say it a bunch every day. After I got that kind of down, I went to verse 2. He was with God in the beginning, and in his life, life was light of men, and so on. So I made it through eight, verse 18. Now I can maybe get to verse 5. So I haven't stuck with it and, and kept trying to remember those 18 verses. Um, but you know, so I had, I, like I said, I had 18 verses of this, this, this memorized. Um, so when I started out this new habit, it was hard to kind of train my mind and how to do this. You know, I've not always been one to just be able to memorize things easily. Um, but over time, things changed. So this new habit of memorizing scripture not only got easier... But God began transforming me in, in new ways because of the scripture I was memorizing. So I learned that while only God can transform me, I still have a role to play in, in my own transformation like by, by taking an active role in memorizing scripture. Um, on a side note, if you want to memorize scripture, check out this app. It's called Bible Memory. Um, you can add your own verses to a collection. You can start memorizing from collections that are already in there. Um, you can memorize, you can compete with friends, you can have a group, and you guys can encourage each other to memorize scripture. I think in the, in the Bible app or in the YouVersion app, I, I have links both to the Google Play Store and in the App Store, like the Apple App Store, if you'd like to download this app. Um, it's a pretty easy way to memorize scripture. Um, like you take the first letter of each word and you type it in. So you see, you see the, word, the, the sentence there, the, the verse, you just type in the first letter as you're reading it. Super easy. If you get that down, every other word is missing. We just have to type in the first letter, and then it alternates, and then eventually typing in the first letter of each, each word. So you don't have to like, type every letter. That's the first letter, and then you got it memorized. Uh, it's, made, it's made a lot easier for me to memorize scripture. Um, and so check it out. It's free. Um, encourage you guys to get it, memorize scripture. Um, we, can, we can be on there. We can, can you know, challenge each other. Um, you know, encourage you to kind of good stuff. But if I want my faith to grow, 
I might need to kickstart a transformation by starting a new habit um, or discipline. If you've been a follower of Christ for some time, you know, sometimes you can kind of get complacent and kind of just stagnant in our faith. So it's good to always kickstart and do something new. Maybe we haven't done before or haven't done maybe in a while, maybe refresh a little bit. So let me ask you this. What are some habits that often help people's faith to stretch, to grow stronger, or transform? This is where I'm, I'm asking you this time. I want you to like, tell me out loud these answers. What are some things that we can do to grow in our faith? Pray. These are like softball answers, you guys. I know you know these answers. It's okay to answer them out loud, I promise. So we have pray. What else can we do? Read the Bible. Whoa, look at there. That's so weird. What else can we do? Huh? Serve what? Like food? Maybe. I mean, that may be part of it. But yeah, serve. Yeah, something like that. What else? What else can we do? What you guys are doing right here. Attend church. You know, Bible study, small groups, that kind of stuff. Not social distancing. Not social distancing. Yeah, we're not very good at social distancing. You could, you know, tithe, give money, right? There's all kinds of ways that, we guys, that you guys can grow um, in your faith. But, you know, I'm not asking you, you're not signing up for all these things right now, but just, it's okay to think about these things, brainstorm. Um, maybe fasting. Has anyone ever fasted in here before? Not just because you just wanted to lose some weight, but because you wanted spiritual things you're trying to fast for. Um, encourage you guys to look at it. Um, it's not so much a commandment, but Jesus did say when you fast, not if you fast. Encourage you guys to do it. Um, it's, it's, I've done it a handful of times, and it's been powerful. Um, so yeah, so Paul wanted his, his, uh, his fellow Jesus followers to be transformed by God. But, but what exactly does that look like? So after we allow God to renew our minds uh, through the habits that we just talked about, we should, what should our lives look like? Go down just a few verses, down to verse 9, chapter 12. It says, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be thoughtful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. And then it goes on. Verse 12. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. And seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Yeah, we like that one. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. So Paul gives us a lot to think about. But let me give us a few highlights. A person who's been transformed by God does three things. First is they serve. While I go, they serve. You figure out how God has gifted you. And then you use your gifts to take care of other people. Sounds easy enough. And you have love. You put other people before yourself. Even those who are hard um, to love. And, and make sure that they know that they matter both to God and to you. And then you share. You celebrate with people on the good days and you cry with them when life is tough. But 
You know, I told you a moment ago that when we let God transform us, then we become people who serve, love, and share. And that's true. But only God has the power to transform us. But another thing is also true. And just like reading the Bible, praying, or going to church are all habits that can kickstart our own transformation. Choosing to serve and to love and to share with others are also habits that can kickstart our own transformation. So Paul didn't tell us to wait until we feel like loving, serving, or sharing with people. He told us to do it. Why? Maybe it's because Paul knew that turning our faith into action would stretch our faith in some new ways. Because let's be honest, you're not always going to feel like loving people. Right? But you're called to, even when it's hard. You may not always want and have a desire to serve people, but we're called to serve. Another important leader in church was a guy named Peter. I turn over to Second uh, Peter 1, if you have the app open, you'll see it there. I really got one of the letters that Peter wrote, but at the same time, Paul was writing his letter. So we see in Second Peter chapter 1, 5 through 8, it says, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Peter told us that we need to add to, or he says, in this, he says supplement our faith in Jesus with something. You may have heard the word supplement before. Um, it's like a dietary supplement that can help you grow healthier or stronger. It's like a vitamin, right? So a supplement is a vitamin. Maybe as an adult, it's hard to remember to take your vitamins. Um, some of, those, some of those pills could be like horse pills are pretty big. Um, but kids' vitamins are pretty awesome. You guys like, I remember growing up on the, on the Flintstones vitamins. Kids, you know, like I said, Joe's, she has, right now she has, she's got Flintstone gummies, now she's got Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol! She's so excited about her Paw Patrol gummies. But, um, you know, kids love them. Parents love that they don't have to fight their kids about taking their vitamins, most because they're full of sugar. Um, Joe gets super pumped. Uh, for her vitamins, look pretty much every night. It's time for vitamins. 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 She she normally will run and go tell Bubby and Ia, like bursting through their doors, vitamins. And she gets really vitamins. She gets really excited for her vitamins. Um, Joe knows the importance. Uh, taking her vitamin. Okay, maybe she likes that it's a gummy. But either way, she gets her vitamin. She gets her supplements that she needs. But think about the things that Paul and Peter listed as supplements. Look at this list. You have detest evil, love good, show honor, be fervent, rejoice in hope, patient in trials, virtue, knowledge, self-control, steadfastness, godliness, friendly affection, love, praying, giving to others, showing hospitality, blessing those who persecute you, rejoice with those who rejoice, and weep with those who weep. Those are just a few things from those verses. That's not listed out. We can list a whole lot more through Peter and Paul's writings. When we add these things to our faith like a supplement, they can help stretch and grow our faith in new ways. But like vitamins, these supplements only work when we make it a habit to take them. If you were to take a vitamin for like three days and stop, it's really not going to do your body any good. These are things we need to do uh, every day. So when we brainstorm ways to stretch our faith, we mostly came up with some ideas. You know, 
Um, they're all about us and our personal relationship with God, of like praying, reading the Bible. Uh, we did have serve, you know. But it's, it's interesting here that we see this list that Paul and Peter came up with. And there's a lot of these are about other people. They have to do with others. So you can stretch your faith by starting a new habit that helps you connect with God. But you can also stretch your faith even more by adding new habits that help you love other people more. Do you hear me? To love other people more. You're like, Ryan, I hate people. I don't really care. This is what God is calling you to do. You might be surprised at how many people you can love and how far loving people stretches your faith. So if you want to stretch your faith, you can. When we start new habits, like spending more time with God, loving others better, or, or taking your vitamins, we grow, right? And so you can stretch your faith by starting something new. I don't know what that, that is in your life. Only you know what you need to do in order to, to start something new to stretch your faith. And so, um, I, I, did, I forgot to print out the cards. I think back to last week of those, those commitment cards you filled out. Uh, I forgot to write it down. Um, and so maybe, I said, if you have my number, you can text me. Um, if you don't want to do that, it's fine. But I want you to think about these things of how you can grow. This week, which stretch are you going to commit to doing? Again, you have show up, follow Jesus, love God, love others, and ask questions. And again, this is a little bit of what they mean. Show up again just to start. Maybe you'll commit to showing up next week or even the final two weeks to listen and to discuss and consider how God might want your faith to be stretched. Or to follow Jesus. If you've never made a commitment to follow Jesus before, today is a, a fantastic day to start. Or to love God. Maybe you already love God and you're pretty committed to following Jesus, but you want to grow in your relationship with God. Maybe you want to spend more time with God or you're tired of struggling with the same uh, mistakes over and over again. If that's you, maybe today is the day that you start something new. By starting a new habit that helps you connect more deeply and more regularly with God. Or love others. Maybe your relationship with God doesn't feel like the problem, but you can really learn how to love other people better. Maybe you have a pretty close relationship with God, but now you need to add to your faith by starting a, a habit that helps you love others better. Or ask questions. If you're not really ready to make any of these commitments right now, that's, that's okay. If you have questions or doubts, or you want to know more about why so many people in this room have decided to follow Jesus, this is a safe place to ask those questions. You may not find every answer you're looking for, but there might be something new for you to discover. So if you don't want to text me, I encourage you guys to text me. I'm not going to like take a screenshot and blast it on Instagram or anything. Maybe hold you accountable. Uh, if I see you text me, hey, Ron, this week I want, to, I want to focus on loving God others. And by doing that, I want to read my Bible every day. Whatever it is, you know, I encourage you guys to text me. Um, if you don't have my number, I'll, I'll give it to you. Um, but I want to be there to help hold you accountable and, and encourage you. Um, I'm not going to be there and like pound over your head and you feel like you miss a day or you mess up. I'm not going to like call you sinner and say you're going straight to hell. That's not what I'm going to do. I want to encourage you and love on you and care for you. But the thing is, only God can transform you. But you can kickstart that transformation by starting a new habit. Whether your new habit is about loving God more, or about loving others more, or perhaps both, I hope you know that the smallest habits often have the biggest impact over time. If you want your faith to grow and be strengthened, remember that it doesn't happen overnight.
It has to start somewhere, and it can start today with a simple stretch because you can stretch your faith by starting something new. God, tonight, may these kids see how important it is to start something new. That it's not something just because I said it, but because it's something that, that will help jumpstart our faith or help, help us grow just a little bit deeper, a little bit differently than maybe we have before. I pray tonight you may bring something to mind for these kids that they, uh, and these adults, and then maybe see a way that they can grow. That uh, maybe they're not spending enough time with you in, in your word. Maybe they, they commit to doing that for the next week. Wherever it may be. God, I pray that they, they see the importance of starting something new, that it's a chance just to grow deeper and closer to you. I pray for this next half hour or so of our small group time, I pray that these kids dig in and they, they talk, they answer questions, God, they open up. This is, this is community, this is family. God, it's okay to talk, even if we're shy or we're scared of what people may think about us. It's, this is a safe place to share our, our thoughts, our struggles, our, our hang-ups, our whatever it may be, God. I pray that they see that this is a place that they can do that. Name I pray. Amen.